All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. I'm Rick Solom, filling in for Mike Hayes for the rest of the week here. And on the phone with me now is Ben Kapanke. He is the Lacrosse Loggers General Manager. He's been doing that for, he just wrapped up his fourth year. So I, I thanks for, for coming on, Ben. And I, I with your fourth year wrapping up and watching that roller coaster, especially at the end, I just wanted to get you on to kind of recap the season a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Uh, pleasure to be on. Uh, always fun to talk baseball and really just kind of reflect on what was uh, a very much up and down season, but one that was one that will be very memorable for me for, I've been with the team basically since the beginning, but uh, to see this kind of up and down season come to fruition and the way it ended was truly a special one for me at that. And I'll just sum, I'll just sum it up in a very, very sum, <laughs> summation way. The loggers, and I'm sorry to do this, were the worst team in the division the first half of the season the best team in the division the second half of the season, got to the playoffs and got within a half inning of going from to the World uh, Series, the, the Northwoods League World Series. And I didn't call you last week because I feel like you needed a week to recover. But is it a little <laughs> too early yet? Are you still in recovery mode, Ben? Well, I was doing great until you brought that up. about <laughs> being a half inning away. But, you know, it's just one to reflect this last week. Truly makes me proud of all the work the team accomplished this year. I mean, really, the up and down start, you know, to get out of the gates 3-0, everybody was feeling good. And then, you know, it, it, baseball fashion, right, the ball doesn't go your way and, and you lose some games and all of a sudden just they, they add up and you're all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, we're, we've just lost 12 in a row. is unfathomable, right? And you think, how can you recover from that? But the guy just showed incredible heart and character all season long. It's a group that Every year, right, it's a new group of kids that come through from these prestigious, prestigious schools that we get. And to see them kind of battle through that and work through that as a team, uh, it's, it's inspiring, really. And the team gravita- came together, the fans gravitated to them and our staff, and it was just a special year overall. And you could see it in the second half when we went 27-7, and seven, right, and they had a run in the playoffs. And just to have the way it ended the way it did was tough. But you looked in the dugout, Rick, and you saw, like, the guys didn't want to leave the field in St. Cloud. They, they spent an hour and a half on the field after the game ended, right, in tears and hugging each other, and the staff was there. And they were all just kind of like didn't want it to go away. And I think that just that spoke a lot to me about, right, the grind of the Northwoods League season and the fact that they wanted to see this through was disappointing, yes, but they were a team, they were a unit, and it was just really, really special um, for them, for me to see it and, and play it out as, as it did. Yeah, and for those who don't know, the the loggers got to the semifinal, so a game within that 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 World Series, Northwoods League World Series. They took the lead in the top of the ninth inning with a, a run. Right, you took a one run yeah. lead, and then you went into the bottom of the ninth. And then you, did, what what happened in the? Well, let's do, do the good first. Like, can you talk about the top well, half of the inning and taking the lead, and then what happened in the bottom? I think I think it summed up the season in a kind of a nutshell that that game, right? We were down 3-0 to start the game. Oh yeah. We battled back to tie the game at 3. We went down 7 to 3 in the bottom half of the 7th when St. Cloud scored four runs in the bottom half, right? And you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that's, it's over." That's that's that you can't you can't score four runs and, and you have six outs to work with. But here the guys came back, they scored four in the top half of the 8th. Um which was which is incredible because they did it against a, a pitcher for St. Cloud that was an all-star one, but also there was a little bit of motivation there. He kind of created a little bit of a bench-clearing brawl when we were in St. Cloud in June, right? So there was a little bit of motivation on our side, and they went up against him. They put him four runs on him to tie the game. Then you go to the ninth. Now, this is truly a special moment. Aiden Sweat, one of our my favorite players of all time, 
people don't know this, but he's playing with almost like a broken hand. And uh, he couldn't swing the bat at all. He was there for defensive purposes. Two outs, runner on second, game tied. He can't hardly swing. He's been laying down bunts the whole game. And then he has the man up, and he barreled the ball uh, to left field to put the the winning run or the lead run across the plate. And I'm thinking, man, this is this is destiny. This is a team that we're going to the World Series. We're going to host it in Lacrosse on Friday night. It's going to be truly special. We all start thinking ahead, and then the ninth inning, you know, we we had a pitcher that uh, was an All Star for us all year, was super solid out of LSU. It was his third inning of work. He's never pitched three innings in a game, only because he had to. Uh, just because we were short-staffed, and it just, you walk the first guy, um, and all things, you know, break down from there. And, and St. Cloud, credit to him, hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball off the bat and uh, drove in the winning run the bottom half. And, it, you know, obviously you're you're crushed, you're broken, you're disappointed, but at the end of the day, you look back on it, he's like, man, what a, what a great game. Uh, baseball's going to do that to you. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And this one, we just didn't come out on the winning side. Okay, so you you mentioned, is it Aiden? Is that what you said? In the, Aiden Moffitt, yeah. Yes, our, our you mentioned. from LSU, yep. Uh, how did he, no, the, the kid that got the tying run at the top of the eighth. Oh, yeah, Aiden Sweat. Yeah. Aiden Sweat. Aiden how Sweat. how did he, how did, did he break his hand in this brawl back in June, or what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually, he, he heard it in a playoff game um, against Eau Claire, where he was playing short in a, uh, he was trying to tag out a runner, trying to steal second, and he, his hand got kind of caught underneath the slide. And so I don't, you know, it was not completely broken. I think it was just a couple, you know, there's a hundred bones in your hand. It seems like, mm-hmm. and uh, it just was very uncomfortable. He played through it and, and grinded through it, and uh, just got a, a incredible base hit. It's <laughs> most inopportune time for him, and never would have expected it, considering where he was before the game and. Uh, you know, he's been a three-year logger for us, has been our team MVP, and he's just the heart and soul of our team the last three years. And so for him to do that in that moment, uh, wow, that was that was incredible. We're speaking with Ben Kapanke. He is the loggers' general manager. It sounds like you got to make some decisions here uh, coaching-wise, maybe get a new coach in there. The coach is leaving a guy in with a broken hand down a run in the, or tied <laughs> up in the ninth. And and then you're, bring, you're, you're leaving a reliever in who's never pitched three innings before. I don't know, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I that's you, that's you know, what it is. I don't you... think anybody was pulling Aiden Sweat out of that game. Uh, if he had a broken <laughs> leg, I think he would have been out there because that's just the kind of guy he was. And uh, you know, to our closer pitching three innings, you know that he was so good all year. He, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't come to the ballpark and saw Aiden Moffitt pitch from LSU, I'm telling you, he's going to be a big leaguer. Um, he hit 101 on our radar gun uh, this past summer and just a very special, talented kid. And, and again, you give credit to St. Cloud. I mean, he had to hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, and they did. And uh, they put in the outfield and, and got the winning run across. So, you know, that's, again, that's baseball, and that's next year. Hopefully we're on the other side of that emotion. <laughs> yeah, let's – can we just break down how the loggers work a little bit? When you're saying LSU and this kid's going to the major, some people might not understand how – uh, the lacrosse loggers and the Northwoods League. This whole league is made up. It's uh, uh, can you just explain that a real quick, Ben? Yeah, yeah. So our, our, we're all uh, summer collegiate franchises uh, as part of the Northwoods League. So what that means is our players come to us from all these schools across the country. Right? It doesn't matter if you're Division One or Division Three, uh, junior college. If you are uh, have college eligibility and are playing for a program, uh, our league is about giving you an opportunity to be developed. Uh, to be showcased in front of scouts and major league scouts at that, and hopefully go back to your program better. So 
we work with a lot of schools like LSU and Cal, UCLA, uh, to name a few, and they send us their guys. We provide uh, a great minor league type experience to get them to play every day, and then they go back to their program better. But also, they go back being showcased uh, and seen by Major League Baseball. And so a lot of our guys will get drafted. Uh, even this past year, we had 11 guys drafted off of the 2022 roster, which was set the Northwoods League uh, high for this year. We've had over 30 players from our program uh, in the loggers uniform go on to play Major League Baseball and some big names that you can remember, like Max Scherzer and Chris Sale, to name a few. Um, so it's, it's a really about their development. Yes, we want to win. We want to win championships and that special feeling and what that all is like we had this past year. But uh, at the end of the day, if we develop our players and they go back a better player for their program, but they also, you know, enhance their uh, prospects of getting drafted, then I, we consider that a success. Okay, so you had 11 players drafted last year. What's the most you've ever had drafted in a season? We had 23 drafted, and I'm going to say it was in the 2021 season. Uh, 23 players were drafted um, off of the previous year's rosters, uh, which was our, our high at the time. Um, again, most of our guys will get a shot, whether they're drafted or signed as uh, a minor league free agent, if you will. Mm-hmm. Most of our guys will get an opportunity. So this is a very high-end league high and talented. So a guy like Aiden Moffitt, like I mentioned from LSU, um, he was a freshman for LSU, did not pitch very much. They won the national championship this past year, but he's going to go back to his program with, you know, 20 plus innings under his belt in real live situations like he just faced. And um, the hope is he's going to get some good experience at LSU and, and we'll carry that on to a professional career. We're speaking with Loggers GM Dan, uh, Ben Kapanke. Uh, another aspect of this, too, is when you bring these guys in to play for the summer, they need a place to live. <laughs> like, how does that work? Because yeah. I, I know some people who have, who, who have hosted, but, you know, can you just talk about, like, that relationship? Yeah, it's a great – again, we are a team that thrives on our community. Uh, we depend on our community in so many ways, not just for people to come to the ballpark and take in the game, but from corporate sponsorships that support us, uh, from – people that come out in, in our hospitality areas to bring out their guests and, and wine and dine and entertain them at a ball game. You know, we are so fortunate for our community and what they do for us. And our host parents are a huge part of that success as well. I mean, they open their homes Rick, for these players they've never met before. Um, you know, they get off the plane or get off the bus at, in lacrosse. When they get here, we have one or two practices and then off we go. And they meet them at the ballpark for the first time, bring them home, give them a place to stay, you know, provide some, you know, laundry services and some meals and really make it special for their family. And uh, it's, it's remarkable. Um, the work that they do every single day, it does not go unnoticed and the relationships that they've formed with their players. It's lifelong, right? I mean, we talked about Max Scherzer just a second ago, like he still has, a, you know, a relationship with his host parent, whether it's a, a text on Christmas Day or a card saying happy birthday, it's pretty unique and pretty special. And we're very fortunate. We have a great group of host parents that, you know, call these kids their own for a summer and, <laughs> and welcome them into their house. Yeah, I could see this happening two different ways. You you get a host family to have one of these baseball players in, and then they have a son or a daughter, and then they kind of you know interact, and and that's mm-hmm. a person to look up to. Also, you might have also have a different host family that that son or daughter has moved out and graduated and, and gone on to you know live their life 
and they they miss having that kid raid the fridge every night at two in the morning. <laughs> so I could see this happening both ways, right? Like, oh man, we gotta oh, yeah. we gotta stock the fridge because we got a twenty two year old in here that plays baseball every day. Yeah, and let me tell you something. They uh, they can eat. Uh, they can they can put down the calories. That's for sure. So. Uh, again, very, very appreciative of all that they do for our players. Uh, but they do it, you know, um, just out of love for the organization and what that means to us. And they're doing it for the goodness of their heart. And that's truly special. Um, and the relationships formed is, again, that's so unique that you mentioned that they have young kids, right? That you could have like the next MLB ball player. You know, Chase Davis was drafted just this past year by the, the Cardinals in the first round, played for us two years ago. How how cool is that to say, yeah, we had Chase Davis in our house, you know, that's, that's a lifelong bond that I'll never be broken. So it's, um, it's a unique experience. And, uh, again, very fortunate that, that we can call these kids and put them in some great houses over the course of summer. All right. Last thing, Ben, before I let you go, uh, Northwoods league announced, they set an attendance record, I think, uh, by, by a hundred thousand fans, mm-hmm. uh, 1.3 a million fans came to Northwoods League's games. Uh, how did you guys do as, as a loggers organization? Yeah, we had a really solid year um, overall. I mean, we didn't set an attendance record on our side, uh, but, you know, we're, we're navigating through, um, you know, just the uniqueness of 22 years old, right, going to our 22nd season, and we've had some up and downs and battling through the COVID years, uh, but a really good year at the gates for us. Again, the fans continue to come out. We had over 75,000 uh, patrons take part uh, of longer baseball games this past year, which was, again, a, a great number and one that we want to continue to build on. The playoff game was, uh, I think it was the second highest attended. We we outdrew a lot of teams in the playoffs. I think it just speaks to our uh, fans that are very passionate about the game of baseball. So the league, it's just very healthy. There's a lot of expansion, and you look at teams like Madison Mallards and the Kalamazoo Growlers and Traverse City Pittsbitters, all these teams are, are really – uh, coming into the league and providing a lot of value and growing that that baseball fan base and it's it's a great experience that we have here on the crosswork that we can kind of do what I never had the chance to do growing up. I had to drive to Milwaukee and go to County Stadium and you know uh, we all know what County Stadium was like. It was not a fun place to visit. It was a long drive. We can do that right here in our backyard and and see the future stars in Major League Baseball and it's, yeah. it's a special opportunity for us and it was a great year. Uh, in so many ways, we would have liked to see seen a cap with a, a Northwoods League championship game played at Copeland Park. But, hey, we'll uh, we'll go get it next year. Yeah, well, that, the anticipation for next summer, they, we'll, we'll watch the attendance record next year see what happens. Also, when you have Absolutely. a roller coaster season like that, it's going to, in the way that you did, it's going to affect attendance. You told, I believe you guys had an attendance record. You set the record back in 2004. Was that a year where you guys, like, won it all or, or had, like, a really famous player or anything? Well, it was our second year in existence, and right, so we had just oh, yeah. a, a great start out of the gates in 2003 when we first started. In 2004, we had a lot of expansion to the ballpark. We incorporated more seats. We had it was a different time. Like we had 1,800 season ticket holders, and at the time, that's a, that was a, a huge number. The Northwoods League record for number of people that had season tickets, right? But as this, as we've evolved over the 20 years, right? People are busier. Um, there's more things going on. There's more activity for their kids. So the season ticket number is, is not what it used to be uh, because people's lives are so busy. So we've just kind of incorporated more flex plans and unique opportunities to come to the ballpark on different times versus every single game. And it's just, it's different um, in a lot of ways. And, and we're just kind of rolling with 
what this world kind of looks like, you know, as people's summers get busier and busier and how we can be a part of that. Well, and you talk like it, it, it sounds like you guys didn't do great for attendance, but I mean, you had about 2,200 fans <laughs> this year, so it wasn't like you, you know, were yeah. hurt at all, you know? Yeah, no, great. A, a very, very solid year. Um, again, coming back off of what 2020 was, 21, we still felt, uh, you know, the impact of that uh, and what COVID was. And so for the last two years, it's been a, a, a coming back part, and uh, we fully anticipate that continue to grow and getting back to where we were prior to the 2020 season. That's Loggers GM Ben Kapanke. He's been the GM for four years, but kind of been with the Loggers since the beginning. I appreciate you coming on, Ben. Thanks a lot. Hey, appreciate it, Rick. Anytime. All right. We'll be back after this.